grove that I attend on time to time. The Easterners and the others have come there. But it is the most faggot goddamn thing you can ever imagine. The San Francisco crowd that goes in there. It's just terrible. I mean, I don't want to shake hands with anybody in San Francisco. This is the story of Bohemian Grove. It burns! Oh, it burns! They're coming to get you, Barbara. Welcome to the Real Demons of Pop Culture podcast. I am your host, James Ippolitti. I am the TikTok famous demon hunter. And on this podcast, I light a candle in the darkness of hell and reveal that demons just want to have fun. And I think we're going to see a lot of that in this episode. Now, what you heard at the very beginning of the episode was Richard Nixon. I believe it was in May of 1971, him talking about his experiences at Bohemian Grove. And he was very homophobic in that opening statement. He won't even shake hands with people from San Francisco because, you know, he's homophobic. And this was 1971. So I wanted to gauge the knowledge of people out in the world. And so I talked to some of my friends and asked them, what do you know about Bohemian Grove? The Bohemian, oh, I thought it was a song. No, that's Bohemian Rhapsody. (laughs) (laughs) I know that the rich and powerful white men of the world gather to worship this giant owl statue. it's very freaky and cultish, but that's all I know about it. I honestly, I'm not super familiar, but I've heard of it. I, I, yeah. No, isn't it like a, like a getaway or something like yes. that that they do? Like a retreat of some yes. kind? And they burn an effigy to a giant 40-foot owl. Yes. It's... <laughs> is that what they do? Yes. Is that that's actually what they the do? Thing. Yeah, they actually do in a big like, ceremony at night. Like weird, wealthy Burning Man. Yes, it Jesus. is exactly that. That's... <laughs> what do I know? You told me about it. You're the one who told me about this. Well, like... Alex Jones, you said... All I know, Alex Jones, he went there and secretly recorded, like, what was going on there. And they were just doing a whole sacrificial ceremony, burning, like, an owl god and, like, praising him, making some weird, like, noises, all that sort of shit. Yeah. And what are they burning? I think they're burning children. Okay. And that's all you know about it? That's all I know. I know nothing more, nothing less. All right. So I know that it's a part of a secret society through a hip hop song actually called Bohemian Grove. And it's from a rapper named Ab Soul. And he uses the line, harder to sneak a bitch into Bohemian Grove. Got me harder to sneak in a bitch in Bohemian Grove. Yup. One time for the women. And that's what led me to do some research because essentially no women have ever been in Bohemian Grove. That's what led me to do some research. And the song is actually a very cool song. It's one of one of the songs on the album that's about a lot of different conspiracies and things. But that was one of the ways that I was like, hmm. You learn so many things in random ways, and that was so random. 
All right, so you heard some people, that, and, and it's interesting because there's like tiny little bits that everyone kind of knew, but nobody really got it right. Not 100%. We're going to get into Bohemian Grove in a minute. Let me just get some business out of the way. So if you haven't yet purchased Bookworms, it is the horror zine that myself and Regina St. Clair put together. We are selling out quickly, so we're not printing more. So if you go to the show notes, you'll see a link to buy Bookworms, and there's an Etsy link. It's $5 free shipping. It's so much included for five bucks. You can't, you really can't lose with this thing. So we are selling out of those. We're not printing more. We're working on issue two. So if you want to see some uh, fun artwork, read some great original horror stories, have some other articles, check it out. Bookworms. There's also a Bookworms podcast that we started last week. There'll be a new episode this week. The Bookworms podcast is meant for people who write and want to get into writing the horror genre. We do tips each week on writing for the horror genre in the hopes that you send us a short story. Now, the short stories are up to 1,500 words. We pay a pro rate per word. And if you get picked, you go into the issue the next issue will be summer horror, however you want to interpret that. If you check out the Bookworms Horror Podcast, you can learn more. But if you are an aspiring writer and you want to get into writing horror, I highly suggest checking out the Bookworms Podcast. It's a great way to learn how to write horror, but also what we're looking for when you submit your writing. All right, let's get into the magic number. So I'm going to think of a number between 1 and 50. I'm going to count down, 3, 2, 1. There'll be some silence while I'm thinking of that number. And then I will reveal the number at the end of the episode. So here we go. 3, 2, 1. All right. Write that number down. It'll be revealed at the end of the episode. If you get it right, you will have an extra special magical day. If you don't get it right, you will just have a lovely day, but it won't be magical. I don't make the rules. My dog does. All right. So we're talking about Bohemian Grove. And in the uh, interviews I did with my friends, one of the friends, I said, hey, you told me about that. That's how this, this episode came about. Um, because everybody now... If they hear any kind of conspiracy involving some kind of demon or monster or something, I hear about it. And honestly, I didn't know anything about this. And so I went down the rabbit hole and got all the information to bring to you. And I'm happy that I did because I really enjoyed creating this, ep well, researching this episode. So the Bohemian Club was founded in the 1870s. I think it was 1872. And this was a club that was put together by writers and artists like painters and journalists. And this is the 1870s journalism. So, you know, it's a little bit different than what we have today. But they were writers, journalists, painters, any type of artist wanted to kind of... And here's the reason. Back in 1870s in San Francisco, it was like the Wild West. And they felt that they didn't have like the culture that they experienced on the East Coast. And they wanted to kind of find like-minded individuals who would share their love for the arts and they would all hang out 
and, you know, do arty things. Now, one way they put it was that they wanted to promote a fraternal connection among men who enjoyed the arts. Now, some people may read homosexual undertones to that little tidbit of information, and they wouldn't be wrong. There is this sort of homosexuality type thing that goes on at Bohemian Grove. I don't, and and it's interesting because now, in 2023, saying it is like, so what? You know, if there's uh, people who go to this place and they fool around, who cares? But in the 1870s and the 1970s, as you heard from Richard Nixon, that was like very scandalous behavior. And a lot of times when we talk about people who say some demonic things are going on, it was a lot of homophobia that was in these uh, claims. What people would say back in the day, oh, there's gay things that happen there. It must be related to some kind of Satan or devil. That's kind of what they're thinking. But we're not, we're not stupid like that anymore. If you're an artist like I am and most of my friends are, you realize quickly that you don't have the money to create the art you want to create. So all these guys had this great idea. We're going to have this little club of artists and we're going to talk about art and create art. And this is a really cool thing. But the problem is... We don't have any money. So what should we do? So what they did is they started inviting rich patrons of the arts. So any people who wanted to support the arts, they could get their money and create the plays and stuff they wanted to create. Now, when I say people, I mean white men predominantly. It's all men, right? So women are not allowed in the Bohemian Club. Now, I didn't even get to Bohemian Grove, that is a large expanse of land in the Redwood Forest. It's a 2,700-acre expanse of Redwood Forest in Sonoma County, California. That is the place they would... Now, it's now 2,700. In 1870s, it was a little small place they would go hang out in the woods. And since then, what happened... This is really interesting. What happened is you have all these kind of... I would say more left-leaning artist people who want to promote the arts. And then they're like, we need money. So they start inviting people who have money in. And eventually, by like the 1930s, it becomes a retreat for Republicans. And so now we got these more right-winged conservative people joining this club to support the arts. I don't think it really is the art wonderful thing that the original founders like Mark Twain was part of the original thing. Like they probably don't wouldn't recognize. I I've read that the plays they put on are just awful. Um, but there are, you know, musicians I'm sure that come out and perform at this Bohemian Grove. So the club is in the city. The club itself is in San Francisco. They have events and things they do. The Grove is in the Redwood Forest, and two, I think it's two or three weeks out of each year in July, they have this retreat 
And you would go to this during those three weeks, and that's what we're going to talk about. This is the part where everybody thinks Satan stuff is happening. We went from artists hanging out and trying to get some art done to a secret society in the woods that is rich white men. They meet in the summer, and they're doing weird stuff. That's what it is. Everybody's like, okay. So what are they doing? When they arrive, and this is super secure, you can't like, you just can't walk into this place. But if you remember, the whole like three-week summer getaway, it begins with a ritual called the cremation of care. So include it with the idea of the cremation of care, which I'll explain in a second. Their motto is weaving spiders come not here. So all these people who are coming, they don't want them to talk business. This is a place to get away and just be free. Be your fun, free self. So as I said, the week, the three weeks begin with a cremation of care ceremony. This is out in the woods. And there's like this sort of stage. And on, on the stage is a giant 40-foot owl totem. It's made out of concrete. So this thing is pretty. You can look it up online. Uh, and I should have some research links in the show notes if you want to see more about what we're talking here. Um, but the owl is this giant 40-foot owl. And, of course, they pick the owl because it represents wisdom. It's also a, a night creature. And, you know, they have a lot of fun at night in this little thing. The Cremation of Care is a play that was written by one of the founding members. And his name is James Bowman. Now, some people say it's an odd play and it's a little weird. Other people say... It's a Satanist sacrifice. Mm -hmm. That is what the big conspiracy is. When this happens in July, it's at nighttime. All of these people come to this weird play and this in the middle of the woods. It's dark. Everything's lit by torches. They sit and then out from the woods comes all these men and they're all carrying torches and they're all in very weird like druid type robes, uh, black robes, red robes, and they're coming out. And then there's a boat that's sailing up to this area because it's right near the water. And on the boat is this coffin. It's like an effigy thing that they're going to burn so they march, they get off the boat, they all march this coffin into the, up to the owl, they place it in the owl, and they burn it. It's an effigy called, oh, Dull Care or something like that. They have a name for it, I think it's Dull Care, and they burn this thing. It's supposed to be burning all the crap that's been bothering you, and you're just supposed to just say, we're going to burn our cares away, and we're going to enjoy the next three weeks, and this is how we do it with this ritual and they, they're making noise, and it's really kind of, I wouldn't say high-tech, but they do have FX with, like, lighting, and they have uh, smoke and firework-type things that go off. 
They also have this like projection going up on the owl's face that animates the owl as if it's talking. And the really neat part is when it's talking, it act, it's a script that's written for this play and the owl talks and the voice is Walter Cronkite, which is bizarre. It's just so weird. Now, there are people, and you heard in, in the interview, some people think they are actually sacrificing a child and that it is a real child. It is a blood sacrifice. This is like the most powerful type of magic you could do. And it makes sense if you believe in these sort of conspiracy theories, why you would have a very secret society with these very powerful men all gathering in the woods at night for a bizarre ritual and they're burning an effigy that looks like a person. Now, some people say it is, some people say it isn't. Now, I personally don't think there's a real child getting burned alive in California, but we'll get into that and all the reasons I don't really buy that kind of thing going on. But you'll know that it's not much different than like Freemasons or the Illuminati conspiracy all these conspiracies exist because of the level of secrecy that these groups have. If they didn't have the secrecy, we wouldn't be running around coming up with all these crazy things. And, and it doesn't help them. I mean, they, they want the secrecy, but that just makes us more curious. So who are these members? Most of the Republican presidents from like the 1930s on have been members or are members, uh, Ronald Reagan, Richard Nixon. You have politicians and also military leaders. You have famous artists. Actually, I looked up and apparently Bob Weir from the Grateful Dead is a member. Very powerful people, also people who would be like heads of uh, business, people that used to be the CEOs of like IBM or any kind of. Now, I'm not sure if anybody from Apple or Google or Amazon is involved. I'd have to look deeper into it. It wouldn't surprise me. It's just rich people from business and corporations uh, will probably Wall Street people would be part of this. So let's talk about getting into the group. You have to pay a fee of $25,000 to get in. Once you have that, your dues each year is probably around $5,000. The difficult part is being picked. You have to have like somebody who's already a member pick you, and then there's this entire crazy process of them selecting you or not selecting you. And the waiting period to get in, apparently, from what I've heard, is anywhere from 15 years to 30 years to get in. Now, when I talk about the price, $25,000 fee, I was looking up clubs online to see what these rates normally are. If you want to get into, like, exclusive golf clubs, they're like $200,000 to start with. Some of them are up to, you know, half a million. Some are a million. So, like, these clubs you could be in... uh cost a lot. $25,000 is pretty cheap. You know, I guess it's because it's not a very luxury place. You're going out to the woods. But I mean, I think there's a lot of people who could probably, who wouldn't be like ultra rich, who could still afford $25,000, but they're not going to get in because you can't get in unless you know someone. And if you know someone, they don't just get you in. You have to then get vetted to get in. And I don't know what they're I don't know how they're picking people, 
but I think the membership is like 2,500 people currently. So it seems like they could have more people if they want it, but they're very particular about who they let into this group. Now, if you're a member, you have access to the Grove, which is in the Redwood Forest. You have access to that all year. And so you can go and visit it. But the main event happens three weeks in July. And that's the one where they do the burning effigy to the owl. Now, the owl's not a god. The owl's a totem. Some people say that this ritual is reminiscent of Druid rituals. And apparently the play has some meaning with Druids and how the Christianity came and defeated the Druids and said that blood sacrifice type things are bad, but then a play uses blood sacrifices to demonstrate this, but it's not real blood sacrifices. It's very confusing because nothing is really like out there. It's not like you can go to Barnes Noble and read the script of the play. I, I have looked online, but I have no way of knowing for sure whether the stuff that's out there is real or not. Needless to say, it's probably a really stupid, goofy play with a bunch of old white men who have tons of money, and this is how they have fun. The fact that it has enough secrecy, that is what makes it difficult to disprove the claims of all these conspiracies going on. And the claim is that there's some secret Satanist group running around and controlling the world. Now, this is more like an American powerful people getaway, because there is another event that's global. But this one is primarily... Um, American, although other people have visited from other countries. Now, there's this woman, if you go research this, you'll find her name's Mary Moore. She's just like this hippy-dippy woman who protests, and she doesn't care about what some of the people, she doesn't believe that there's some kind of demon sacrifice things going on. But what her thing is, she's upset that they're probably talking about public policy and, and you know, political stuff secretly in the woods and she doesn't like that i don't know how i feel about this i don't really care if you get a bunch of politicians and they're in the woods and they start talking about political stuff i'm okay because it's happening anyway if they go play a game of golf they're talking the same political stuff they're making their deals they go on yachts and do this i mean they're doing it anyway whether they do it in the woods what do i care I mean, there's nothing I can do about it. And she's running around protesting them every year. You know, hey, what are you talking about in there? We want to know. And there's a rumor that the Manhattan Project, the project that created the atomic bomb and blew up Hiroshima and Nagasaki, that that was created in Bohemian Grove. Now, I heard a couple of things. I hear like they went in and they would talk about it. But then I heard that Oppenheimer actually visited the Grove to do work. And that makes sense. You're working on this project. You want to get away in silence and work on all this stuff without prying eyes. Yeah, that makes sense. And is it wrong that they came up with? I mean, it's, you know, the whole idea of atomic power and bombs. I mean, that's a whole nother discussion. I mean, we're better off without them. But. If they're going to make it, do I care that he took some time in this woods to work on it? I don't. So when people show up for this July three-week party, they come in and they all have like their own camps. And each camp has different names. And certain people belong to certain camps. 
I didn't get all the names, but I do have some. There's like the caveman and that I believe like Nixon was in. There's the Owls Club, and that was Ronald Reagan's was in that group. There's one called Mandalay, and this is the very fancy camp where they have really nice cabins and things like that. Some camps are really run down where they just have tents, like it's really rugged. Other ones have more luxury. There's the Harvard, and obviously, if you went to Harvard, you would be in the Harvard camp. And then there's the Hillbillies, which most of the Bushes you know, um, all the Bush presidents that we know and his brothers, they're all in this hillbilly camp. So they go in, they go to their camps, they go that first night, have their little cremation of care ritual. And then from then on, it's just three weeks of partying, like getting stupid drunk and peeing on trees. And that's apparently the, the biggest things you'll hear about. Of course, if they're having gay sex, I'm not sure why that's an issue. If somebody's out there and that's what they do, that's their thing. Uh, peeing on trees, I kind of get why that is fun. I want to go camping. I think one of the fun things about camping is just going out and peeing on a tree. Why not? Girls would do it if they if it wasn't so difficult. They would love to do it. I, I've heard women be like, you know, I wish I could just go pee in the woods like you. You know, they have more work to do. So, you know. It makes sense. You're you're a president. You're stressed. You're out in the woods, and you can just go pee on a tree. I think that might feel relaxing. Now, where's all this crazy stuff coming from? Well, it's been around. I mean, anytime you have the secret uh, societies and things like that, people will talk about it. But what really blew it up was in 2000, Alex Jones filmed a documentary titled "Dark Secrets Inside Bohemian Grove," and really. This guy sneaks in and he takes a really, really crappy video that you can't tell what's going on. You hear noises. You don't know what it is. It's a really bad video. He goes on Joe Rogan. He tells his story. He's trying to sell this video. And as far as I'm concerned, Alex Jones is a joke and he is not someone you can trust as far as what his stuff is. I also will say Joe Rogan isn't someone you can listen to. They're wrong about these things. And... The problem is people are like using Joe Rogan as some sort of guy who knows what he's talking about. And he's literally saying things wrong on his show. So he says, oh, they go out and they worship Moloch, the owl god. Yeah, that's 100% wrong. Uh, and let's get into that. So some people believe that what they're really doing is sacrificing children to this demon moloch m-o-l-o-c-h moloch moloch however you say it now the cult of moloch is from ancient uh canaan so it's a canaanite deity and this is the only thing i will say that's close to this is the depiction of moloch being this big giant man with the head of a bull and it had uh, fire, and they would sacrifice children to Moloch. The giant statue depiction of the giant man bull looks a lot like the giant owl. And the owl, they burn something in it. 
that's the only thing I can see that's close because Moloch is not an owl god at all. Um, that's so wrong. Like Moloch is a bull. No bull. He is a bull, right? So the only thing is that the totem of the owl sounds a lot like the giant statue. It was a bronze statue in ancient uh, Canaan that it is said that they would sacrifice a child by boiling it alive in the bowels of the big bronze statue. Now, the statues, again, a body of a man, the head of a bull. Um, did this happen? It's Moloch's in the Bible several times, mostly in Leviticus. And, you know, the ancient Israelites are like, don't worship Moloch. And, you know, it's this whole thing about they killed, they sacrificed children with Moloch. There, I've read two things. One is they actually did sacrifice children in ancient Canaan. And it's possible because a lot of ancient cultures did sacrifice humans, children or adults or virgins. It happened. And that was because it was the most important thing you could sacrifice to a God to guarantee something good will happen. So if you're like living in old times and it's a drought and you're like, man, we're going to die. There's like nothing. Crops are dead. We have nothing this whole place is going to die. Well, I guess the gods are not happy. Well, how can we make the gods happy? Let's burn a kid. Hey, that's a great idea. Nothing's more important than a kid. And then if we do it, it might rain. Boy, Bill, you're really a good, smart guy. So that's what I think happens. Are they doing that now? So if you believe in this kind of stuff, it would make sense that the rich and powerful are burning children so they can have more rich and powerful things in this world and control the world and have power and blah, blah, blah. Problem is, I don't think they're that smart to get away with something like that. We know it's not Moloch, so it's an owl. The cremation of care is a ritual, and then this is the thing that gets me. People are like, dude, that's so freaky, man. They go out in the woods and they worship an owl and it's big fire. And it's like, what are they doing? But then if you didn't know any better and you walked in, and this actually did happen. When Christianity began, it was a cult. Like all religions are a cult until enough people buy into it and then it becomes a religion. But people would hear stories about, hey, did you hear that? that Veronica went over to Bill's house yesterday and a whole bunch of them got together and they were drinking this guy's blood and eating his flesh. That's what you would have, they would have thought because that was part of the ritual where they would drink wine and that was, and if you listen to a Catholic mass now and they're like, this is the blood, you know, of Jesus and they all, they drink it. And, that, and you're supposed to believe in that uh, transformation that the, the, the host becomes the flesh of Jesus and now you eat it. And then the wine becomes the blood of Jesus and you drink it. Like if you just hear that, most religions and their rituals are, are messed up AF. And so the idea that they're doing this ritual, I'm not shocked that there's a ritual. I mean, it probably is fun for these people to get together and put on a goofy play that looks like, and you know what? Here's the thing. If I was rich and I had the ability to create a, art club 
in the woods to get away for three weeks in the summer. And the only difference I would be is I wouldn't be a sexist, homophobic jerk. I would be like, hey, you know, um, let's keep it with our friends or whatever. But I'd have women that can join and men can join. And, you know, you can have families come in and stuff like that. Um, and you could drink and ha and party. And if you have the money, you can get in. But it would be nice to have like a little secret society just for fun. And and if if it would be even more fun to make people like think like there's something going on, like I would go beyond this. If I had my secret society, it would all be fun and, and good things going on on the inside. But I would not let people know that I would have a giant statue of like Pazuzu and, you know, start fires in the woods and things and, and make people scared. I that to me, that's entertaining. And I'm sure these rich people are like. <sighs> the people think we're actually worshiping someone. So, you know, whatever. All right, so let's get into this women's thing. Why the women are not allowed. Obviously, the women were not allowed because this was a men's club. But in 1978, there was a lawsuit, and they were told, you, you got to hire women if they want to work there. Now, they said, okay, they lost the lawsuit, so they were going to have to let women work at their club or their grove. And so they do allow women to work there, but they can either be working in the kitchen, no surprise there, or they can be valets. And uh, you can read, and I think I have, I don't know, I might have put it in the research notes, but there are people who have worked there, and they were servers, or they were valet parking cars, like uh, $300,000 cars. Like, it was funny, the one worker was like, they didn't train us or anything, and they're having us park these super expensive cars. So people work there. Here's another reason why I don't think anything nefarious is going on, is because you wouldn't hire these people to come in and serve you food and do all this stuff where they could easily see what's going on and surely probably find out stuff. And there's really no stories except for a lot of drunk, rich white men falling all over the place and peeing on trees. That's really what's going on. There was a uh, worker who said, after working at the Grove, I really do believe that Area 51 is a boring Nevada test site full of nothing. And that was the worker named Kevin. You can be a woman who's working there and you can have specific jobs, but you really can't go anywhere because you're a woman. So there's like literally lines on the ground that says like where they can go so and they, what places they can't go past. However, if you are a male that is working there, you have a lot more access to Bohemian Grove. And that's another reason why I think, yeah, these people are a-holes and they are sexist a-holes, but there's men walking around that are just workers who are not coming out with all these crazy stories of finding like babies dead or something like that. So I really think that's interesting that we have, like if you do the work, and, and I did, I really did this work. And when I think about it, it's a big frat party. That's all that's going on. Yeah, maybe the, the play is weird, and, and the, I think the outlook's cool. But again, it, it might be a weird ceremony, but that's because we're looking at it from a different point of view because I think all 
religious ceremony is weird if you look at it from with you know just not knowing anything why are they doing these things you know i mean if you look at circumcision as a religious ritual that's a bizarre ritual and that's harming children and they don't have any say in what they're you know they're doing that's a religious ritual there's no real reason for it and you have that if we just heard if we knew nothing about the history of that and you heard that there were people going in and cutting baby penises You'd be like, what? What? I got to call someone. Tell them that this is going on. But we don't. Now, there are some celebrities that are pretty famous, like Clint Eastwood was there, or he is a member. Arnold spoke there. Arnold Schwarzenegger, he spoke there when he was governor. So there's a lot of other famous people who show up. I think people really want some weird kind of thing going on when there really isn't. I, uh... Thought that when I read this, I'd get into something that was like really like, wow, there is something, but I can't really put my finger on it, but there's something. And I don't see it. I honestly see, I wouldn't want to be there because I'm sure I would not be enjoying the company, but I get it why these type of people want to get together and have their own little world. I mean, this is the same people who have like, you know, gated communities that want to make sure that nobody they don't want around can't get to them. And so when they want to go on vacation, they want to have a place that they can hide out and be drunk and maybe have gay sex and all that stuff. Now, the question is, what about their families? is said that members can have like women and children show up during the daytime, but they have to leave at nighttime because that's when all the fun happens. So I don't know. I just think it's a bunch of rich white guys who are trying to party like they partied in college. A lot of them belong to like skull and bones. So they're just doing the same thing out in the woods. Now they're just partying and being drunk and, uh, you know, they're like, this is really meant for them to get not just drink a couple beers like they are having drinks as soon as they wake up. Uh, and again, I put some links in the show notes that have like articles about people who did get in. Now, Alex Jones wants to act like he's did the this big thing about going in and capturing this video. But you can read, there's like two other articles that I, I at least put one out there of someone who did get in and spent the time there. And, you know, like, it's funny because he's just like, you know, you think you're going to discover some big secret and it turns out it's just like really not that exciting. That is my take on the demons of Bohemian Grove. Now, what is that magic number? The magic number is 11. This one goes up to 11. Why not just make 10 louder? But it's 11. That's all I got for this week. Next week, I will do an absurd adventure with Dr. J, Demon Hunter, and it's going to somehow play into bohemian grove which i haven't figured out yet i'm writing the script and i'll put it together and so we'll have a little five minute adventure next week and then the following week i'll be back with the new demon and i don't know who that is yet and again if you have any suggestions you can find me on instagram at james underscore let me know 
Um, check out the Bookworms podcast and go order your Bookworms. Five dollars Etsy link in the show notes. I really appreciate everyone out there. Stay safe. Good night. Be sure to follow me on TikTok at James Ippolitti. I'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode. The Real Demons of Pop Culture is a Gorilla Delphia production.